Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado, Colorado's premier outdoor radio show heard every Saturday afternoon on KLZ 560 with insights on hunting, fishing, archery, guns, and ammo from Colorado's top outfitters featuring the industry's leading experts on how to enhance your experience in the great outdoors. Now, here's your host, Scott Watley. Welcome to Sportsman of Colorado. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have a great show in store for you. Be sure and check out our website, sportsmanofcolorado.com. Uh, we got a lot of great sponsors there, and uh, we'd love for you to uh, give our folks a chance to earn some of your business. We've got the Outdoorsman's Attic. We've got Rampart Firearms, D&D Tires, uh, just a lot of great sponsors. And if you're looking for good places to hunt, we can help you out. We've got our Lone Star Hunts Hog Hunt down in Texas, QRS Outdoor Specialties here uh, for big game. And uh, we've got just got a lot of great sponsors. And uh, if you're looking for places, we can help. Well, today we've got a good show lined up for you. Yes Bay Lodge. Yes Bay is 50 miles north of Ketchikan, and uh, we've been fortunate to go over the last few years and uh, do some fishing there with Ryan Martinez. And uh, you can check out their website at yesbay.com. But if you are looking for a fantastic trip, and whether you're just an individual, um, whether you've got a few buddies that want to go, uh, recently, uh, Dan Johnson, our good friend from Lynn Lyle Chevrolet, last year, um, took about eight guys over there, and they had a great time. Or if you're looking for a trip for the family, uh, this is a very, very good place. And recently, I got to visit with Ryan Martinez, and uh, so I want to play a little bit of that interview for you today and uh, just tell you a little bit more about Yes Bay. So here's that interview now. Ryan, how are you, sir? Doing good, doing good. It's been a long time. I'm glad we were able to connect and get this interview in for the people out there. Absolutely, and I know you guys are getting geared up here and again this is the 40th year so let's talk just a little bit um and we try to do this every show but i just want to try to paint the picture for everyone of just how beautiful this place is so give us a little description of you know the lodge there and just a little bit of the history and then we'll get into some good things here well we're a family owned and operated fishing lodge uh, 50 miles north of ketchikan and as you just did we're going to be celebrating that 40th year anniversary as a family-owned and operated standing lodge. Uh, located in southeast Alaska, you really can't ask for much of a better location for the fishing, the scenery, the wildlife, and let alone 50 miles north of Ketchikan, you get away from all the hustle and bustle of the city and know that you're in a nice, gosh, uh, remote, secluded sanctuary in this little niche of southeast and you know we've been doing this uh, strong for for years so this is our program this is what we do we do the fishing we feed you a five-star cuisine alaskan seafood right here from the lodge we transport you out by our own fleet service by the name of pirate airworks once you arrive i know that was one of your big highlights scott when you were man uh, i'm telling you and got the video of that landed you know <laughs> No, that was awesome. So very, and you know, it's a very unique location. We're, we're, we're able to do the, the fresh water. We're able to do the salt water. We're able to do the kayaking and bear viewing tours literally all in a scheduled day for our guests. It's a place where they can come and orchestrate and coordinate what they want to do as far as the options that we you know, are able to offer here from the lodge. Right. And, you know, one thing that just... 
amazes me, and we hear this, you know, of course, with most of the outfitters that we do business with, so to speak, but uh, knowing the people that just come back year after year after year, and I mean, don't skip a year, they come back every year, and I know our good friend Gary, um, you know, that, that actually introduced us, um, and of course, there was a gentleman there that when we went last summer that uh, has been there for, I think, five, six times a year he goes, so... It's amazing of just the um, how much people love coming to Yes Bay Lodge. No, it's a very, very strong following. It's a very magical, very magnetic place. I mean, you you can't the, the pictures and the website and, and the videos that we have. You know, it just doesn't do it justice. You you get out here and you realize, wow, this is this is unbelievable. And I can see myself doing this every single year. And, mm-hmm. and as you just mentioned, Mr. Gary Rad, you know, him and him and his kids, he's brought, a, a, you know, one of his kids every single year just to do the rotation. And that's a pure testament of, of how someone has found this just a, a very special, very, once again, magnetic place to, to come back to every single year. And, you know, one point came up, um, uh, we've got a group coming from Denver uh, seeing you here in just a few weeks, I think. Uh, but <clears throat> one gentleman was saying, you know, I'm just, I've always wanted to get into fishing, but I don't want to be embarrassed out on the boat, not knowing what to do. And I said, look, I did it so you can, <laughs> because I've been really a big hunter myself, but boy, you know, Lucky was our guide, but I told him, I said, look, I promise you, you guys see all walks of life, so to speak. You have from the very novice to have never had, held a pole in their hand to the real experienced angler out there. So talk just a minute about that and just, you know, the, the choosing of your guides and how that you really can take anyone out, no matter what their level of experience, and they will have a great time. And, and that is true, that just like you said, you know, a lot of people have this this mindset that coming to an Alaska fishing lodge that you know you got to be this expert to catch the big one and and you got to know what you're doing or, or you're not going to have a good time whatsoever. So yeah, that's why we do these guided trips and and Lucky and and Slammer and the Gabby and the Rackies of, of my you know my stable here. They're they're awesome. They're year-round fishermen. They're versatile from the east coast to the west coast in all types of fisheries. And they're here to guide you, and they're here to, to show you a good time. They're your, your, your knowledge, your information, your guide, your, your, you know, your success story about Alaska is where that guide comes into effect. And, and you know, with that being said, you got to check out our website. We just updated our, our guide bio page for our 2017 season. And our guests can literally go onto the website. They can look at the picture of the guy. They can read their biography, and they say, you know what, Brian? I feel I would be best suited with a lucky. I feel like I'd be best suited with a slammer. And, you know, if they're available, this is something that I'm able to accommodate easily. And so you, you literally get to know the guy before you arrive. And once you get off that plane, hey, how are you doing there, slammer? And shake yeah. hands, start planning your trip. And it's, you know, it's, it's, once again, very, you know, from the novice to the expert, it doesn't matter. They're here to set you up for success from a hands-on experience to, to the fully guided type of deal. Exactly. Ryan Martinez is our guest, Yes Bay Lodge. Check them out. Ryan just mentioned his website, yesbaylodge.com, yes I should say. 
907-225-7906 is the number, 907-225-7906. And if you mention Sportsman of Colorado when you call and book your trip, and you will not get this price anywhere, not in the shows that Ryan does during their show season when they come over to the States, but also just here on Sportsman of Colorado is the only place you get it, $27.95. That's a four-night, three-day package, all-inclusive. And as Ryan mentioned, 50 miles out north out of Ketchikan, you fly into Seattle, they pick you up right there, and the adventure begins. Now, you're just a few days out from getting going here. Yeah, it's amazing. We're uh, After I get up the phone with you here we're going to head out and pull the rest of our boats off the floats and uh, you know we're 11 days out from official startup and back to the the gentleman that you met you know uh last year scott mr gus armstrong he's going to be yes. here opening day along with other uh, 15 other people so it's it's right around the corner feels like we just shut the place down it's amazing <laughs> Uh, absolutely. Now, you were mentioning a little bit before we came on air uh, something pretty exciting and I think it's pretty cool. Uh, you said you're getting some kayaks in. Let's talk about what you're going to be doing with those. Well, we got a brand new fleet of four kayaks, two of them being the full outfitted fishing kayak, and then the other two, of course, being recreational. Uh, fishing out of the kayak is a huge, popular catching on type of thing nowadays and to be able to do this here in alaska to go for your 60 70 pound halibut to go for your 20 30 pound king on the troll from a kayak here right in front of the lodge is a very exciting thing to ponder let alone to get back in these coves and all these little inlets to where you can venture to where no person has been before with the recreational kayak very special as well and these can be grouped up to with uh, the bear tours, meat bay hatchery tours that we offer. Uh, this can be also grouped up with a fly-out trip to the Misty Fjord National Monument. Or if the person really wanted to get serious, you can do a fly-out, <laughs> which is going to be a full-day excursion out to a remote lake that we, you know, came up with them and we picked what lake is going to suit them the best and outfit them with fly and flash or spin gear the guide, the meals, the round-trip float plane voyage, and to be in a remote lake with your buddy and the guide and no one else there, very, very special excursion there. Hey, man, I can't let you go without talking about the lodging, but then also the food. And, uh, you know, when we first met you guys, Nick, you standing right there, and you said, hey, my wife is a chef. And I'm like, well, most of us need to say that about our wives when they're standing right beside us. But I'm telling you, when we got there, got to just see the presentation of the food, I knew you were telling the truth about her being a chef. The food is amazing. So just talk a little bit about what all goes into the preparation for the food. Well, you know, it really started from, from, from Grandpa Hack, you know, it's saying the, the weather may be bad, the fishing may be slow, but the food had better be good. And she <laughs> has upheld that to, I mean, the dynamite halibut, the barbecued king salmon, the, the you know, the, the shrimps and the fish dips and the crab dips. I mean, it's, it's amazing because to come in after your long day of fishing and eat like how you do here, I remember you got a little bit of that, that filet mignon Oscar. That is a... Wow. a, a a decadent, decadent meal there. And with that being said, 
Uh, going into a, uh, an 11 day start out startup point here, we are going to be creating a 40 year anniversary cookbook, which is going to be available at, in the fall. You know, going to get our new recipes and everything else in there uh, from this summer. And so definitely stay tuned to that. And that would be available on the website as well at uh, yesbay.com. Oh, well, that's awesome. And I'm telling you, every meal. Uh, just amazing, like I said, in the presentation itself and just the, f the preparation of flavoring is amazing. So great there. Now, let's talk about the different size of groups that you can uh, have into Yes Bay Lodge. Well, we accommodate the single, of course, the couple, the father and sons, the mother and daughters. You know, Mr. Dan Johnson got his group coming up here in, gosh, a couple months and I, you know, more of a, a guy's trip and, and, and guy outing in Alaska, and then we accommodate the full corporate type of trip. That guys, they want to come out here and do a little bit of, a, you know, planning for the you know next year with their clients and their customers and take them out fishing. I mean, the dynamic is very, very broad. And so to be able to, once again, to, to accommodate the, the, the mother and daughter or the husband and wife and the corporate groups all at the same time and have everyone be comfortable and, and attended to and know that they're in a good, comfortable spot is, is very important as well because a lot of people, once again, have the mindset at a fishing lodge there's going to be a lot of salty and surly fishermen playing poker and drinking all night. Well, this is, this is a very comfortable, very, once again, beautiful location that everybody can enjoy. Absolutely. And, you know, one thing that's really great, real quick before we get out of here, but one thing that I think is really good, too, is just the uh, everybody that comes there, you, you can sit around, and like I say, some groups may be doing other things, but it's such a relaxing atmosphere, and you really, all you have to do is peer out the, the picture windows of the lodge and look out at the water, and I'm telling you, it's automatic relaxation right there so ryan hey man we appreciate it we cannot wait till september we'll certainly get you way back on again before then to talk about this a little bit more but uh thank you so much my friend and we will look forward to this so now if you want to get a copy of that uh 40th anniversary cookbook as well again we will let you know about that but check out their website yesbay.com mention sportsman of colorado when you book 27.95 that's for four night three day if you want to add on some more days ryan can visit with you about that and he will tailor a package especially for you 907-225-7906 you're listening to sportsman of colorado we'll be right back i was hurt in a car accident the bills were piling up and my insurance company was giving me the runaround i didn't know what to do but then i called a lawyer i saw on tv that lawyer had all the tools and the knowledge to get me 1.2 mil. Whoa, whoa. When you're hurt in an accident, you need Kevin Flesh of Flesh Law, a lawyer that's going to take your case seriously and not treat you like some get-rich-quick scheme. Serious car accidents are traumatic and can completely disrupt your life. Kevin Flesh has the integrity to help you get your life back on track. He will fight for you to get what you deserve, but he won't treat you like a lottery ticket. After you've been in an accident, call Kevin Flesh of Flesh Law at 303-806-8886 and make Make sure you will get someone who will do the right thing and get your life back. When people see the new, beautiful Cat Lodge at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, they're pretty impressed. 
With its sleek condo spaces, stunning wall murals reflecting Colorado mountainscapes, custom-built cat trees made from real aspen and spruce, and a colorful and entertaining fish tank, we couldn't be happier to show it off. The Cat Lodge is a special place for cats of all ages and sizes to hang out when their families are away, providing much-needed peace and tranquility. Whether your special friend loves to lounge, nest, explore, or be entertained, you can rest assured that your special companion will find something that suits his or her fancy. The atmosphere is relaxing and stress-free and filled with cat-friendly activities and objects of interest. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, we understand how stressful it can be to leave a beloved pet behind when you have to be away. Call Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center with your questions about our new cat lodge and our cat boarding services. 303-708-8050 or visit LoneTreeVet.com. This is Red Merrill for Phoenix Weaponry. Phoenix Weaponry is a weapon manufacturer that services the firearm enthusiast. From precision ARs to suppressors, Phoenix Weaponry can make your dreams come true. Phoenix Weaponry is a full-service gun shop that offers gunsmithing, coating, and modifications to your own weapon. Phoenix Weaponry, family-owned and operated right here in Colorado. If you can dream it, Phoenix Weaponry can build it. Call today, 720-340-2496. Again, that's 720-340-2496. Or visit their website, phoenixweaponry.com. Mention Sportsman of Colorado and receive 10% off your custom-built weapon. Littleton Heating and Air Conditioning is proud of their 45 years of HVAC service to Littleton, Highlands Ranch, and Denver metro area. Littleton Heating and Air Conditioning is your Lennox and Carrier expert heating and air conditioning contractor. They are proud to offer the finest heating, air conditioning, and indoor air quality products with prompt and professional customer service and satisfaction. Call today and mention Haystack Help Radio and save $25 off any repairs or $100 off your furnace installation. Call 303-798-3880. That's 303-798-3880. 303-798-3880 for your appointment today. Littleton Heating and Air, A-plus members of the Better Business Bureau and official Haystack Help registered company. Rush to Reason with John Rush. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. Again, my name is Scott Watley. We appreciate you being with us. We're going to go to the phones now and talk to a great friend of our show now for the uh, last several years, actually, and that's um, Willie Schmidt of Pure Hunting. And uh, most of you know the show. If you don't, we're going to talk about that a little bit as we open here with Willie. So, Willie, thanks for being with us on Sportsman of Colorado. Well, thanks, Scott. It's always a pleasure chatting with you and uh, appreciate the opportunity again. It feels like a long time since we've Man, I'm telling you, you know, I think you and Trevin were in the last time we did something in, in studio. Uh, you know, we talked about some things, but as you and I were talking this morning, a little bit before the show, man, it just seems like we had the International Sportsman's Expo, and now we're in May. It's unbelievable how fast time flies. It really is. You know, you go through the hunting season, then you go through trade show season, and it just just seems like time slips away and then turkey season i know you were just up in montana for that i was too on the other part of the state and okay. uh 
weeks just slide by. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, you know, before we get into some of the things with your show and to kick it off today, um, let's talk about the draw here recently uh, here in our state and some of the changes that were made in that. Um, you know, a lot of states do different ways about different things, and I guess there's things we like about some states, don't like about other states. But just personal opinion, uh, what's your opinion on our draw system here? Well, I'm sure you're referring to the fact that they've eliminated the application. Uh, you don't have to front the money for the right. license anymore. There's just an application fee. And I think uh, I think the short term, I haven't done any research or calculations, I think the short term there won't be much of a change. Uh, some of the tags that maybe used to draw with zero points or one point may go to one or two points. Mm-hmm. But I think the point creep for some of those uh, more sought-after units, the limited draw units, the point creep's going to get even worse as those people then get into the, the pool. You know, out-of-staters now don't have to front uh, $700,000 anymore. You know, it's just 3 bucks to get in there. So, <laughs> so why wouldn't you apply? And all of a sudden you're going to get a tremendous uh, number of more applicants in a lot of those areas that you didn't used to have because people wouldn't front it. Now, granted, if they do draw... They've got a credit card on file, and assuming the funds are there, they'll they'll draw it. But if sure. they don't, then it'll go to the next person in line. But I think it's going to have an impact on the point creep. Yep, I do as well. And uh, so we'll look forward to those results um, here shortly in a few months. And uh, you know, another guy was asking me <laughs> why was it. He said, "Why does it take so long? You know, to to draw it." I'm like, "I don't know because if they got all the information, it seems like they could have mixed it all up and hey, get us an answer in a month or so." But uh, um, you know, I think we all used to probably think, "Well, hey, they got all that money that they've collected everybody. They're making money on that, but now they're not doing that." So um, yep. I guess that's just the way they want to do it. Is a uh, make us sweat it out here for a few months but pure hunting i mentioned pure hunting and um again right before the show just and i looked at your website season seven starts july 18th so boy did you ever think seven years ago uh it would grow into everything that you chris and a couple of other buddies have have been able to grow this thing of pure hunting not at all i mean the attrition in this outdoor tv industry is pretty high yeah. And I figured if we made it to three years, we'd have been doing pretty well. And, you know, I'm waiting on draw application results like everybody else planning season eight. But uh, season seven's coming along looking really good. Um, I've seen the, the first three episodes and uh, a couple fine-tuning things. But I'm excited for it. But you could have blown me over with a feather if somebody said eight years ago, you know, you're going to be around seven years and continuing on from there. So it's... Uh, a lot of good support, a lot of a lot of luck, but also sticking to your guns, believing what you you know believe in, and and just trying to do what I think is the right thing, and it's paying dividends. Sure, absolutely. Now, describe you know most of the, your hunts. Most of you, you know you do a lot of you do um, several things where hey, you guys are on public land. You do some things on some private, but kind of give those that are maybe just going to be able to tune in for the first time this July. Um, talk a little about just the concept of your show and what you're most proud of about it. Sure. Well, you know, and, and Outdoor TV has come a long way, but when we first started, there really weren't very many Western shows, um, and there wasn't really a whole storytelling um, aspect about it. You know, it seemed like a lot of shows just sort of started when somebody arrived at camp. Um, you know, how'd you get there, and 
sort of the who are you, why do we care sort of thing, and, and not just the hunt, but everything that goes into it, some of the planning, some of the prep, and not every episode has that. But, you know, trying to show it as most people do it, um, not paying big fees for guides and outfitters with the exception of a bucket list hunt here or there that I think most people would aspire to, you know, and save a couple years and go on. Sure. And uh, really focus on the adventure, the experience, the camaraderie, um, my dad's been in several episodes throughout the years and, and try to show that relationship. I owe my hunting passion and conservation ethics to him, and I think that's how a lot of people were brought up in the outdoors is yep. through a uncle, a father, a grandfather, something like that. And, you know, I relish every day that I can in the field with him because, you know, he's in good shape. He's 75, but God willing, and the creek don't rise, I'm going to outlive him, and those those hunts are, are fleeting and far between. Sure. So just try to Try to show the whole thing. Uh, may not be as cinematic as some shows, but try to have a real cinematic approach. It's not the talking head in a green screen telling you what. Oh, hang on a second. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Hey, it's live not, radio, man. <laughs> it is. That's right. You know, not not telling you uh, uh, what's happened or about to happen. Um, you know, trying to have it in the moment with a little VO and, and feel like you're kind of along on the adventure. Yeah, absolutely. Willie Schmidt is our guest, again, from Pure Hunting. Season 7 will be starting on July 18th. And uh, as that gets closer, we'll get Willie back on to talk a little bit more about that. You know, I mentioned to you when we uh, spoke uh, to get you on about uh, this whole do-it-yourself hunting thing. Man, it has taken on a, um, uh, a whole new uh, way because a lot of people are getting into this. And, you know, we're both on that I Hunt Colorado, and you see a lot of people posting where, hey, you know, I'm going to do my first one. And I thought, you know, and then you had an article that was excellent on, um, you know, planning do-it-yourself hunt so I, I thought we'd kind of break it down today and uh, it's probably gonna take us a couple of segments here today but break it down a little bit about you know so I kind of want to start it where okay so you want to do it yourself <laughs> I mean where do we really start in just getting people to understand what all is involved with that especially those doing it for the first time yeah, and it's, it, it runs the gamut of what somebody saying they want to do their first one. You know, have they gone with an outfitter or, or friends and, and family a couple of times on some property that they were introduced to and now they want to try it on their own? That's a different learning curve than, say, somebody from Illinois who's always aspired to go on an elk hunt and wants to do it themselves. Um, there's a lot that goes into it. I have several people reaching out, which, which is kind of fun and also a, a byproduct of the show, which, I'm, which I really love, is sure. people reaching out, you know, not looking for a honey hole of mine, but where could I steer them to go to have that first experience? And, um, you know, I don't know whether it starts with sort of getting in shape, the best shape that you can, especially if you're coming from the flatlands. You know, the yeah. altitude does affect people, and it affects people differently, and depending on what altitude you're going in, uh, you know, being in the best shape, and, and when you do get here, acclimating for a day or two, so you're not spending the first two days of your hunt acclimating, but you're ready to hunt when the hunt starts. Right. Um, and really, you know, the the DIY is the, the cheapest route to go, uh, potentially, and you and I talked a little bit about it. You know, if you're having to go out and buy all the gear versus going with an outfitter. And, you know, I think people think there's DIY and there's, a, uh, you know, a really expensive $10,000-plus outfitted guided elk hunt. There's sure. a lot of things in between. You yeah. know, you can go with a outfitter to do a drop camp where they'll, they'll have a camp set up for you. They'll transport you in, whether it's horses or something like that. So 
and they'll supply you with a lot of the gear. So there is a fee, but it's relatively nominal. And if they supply a certain amount of gear, that kind of takes that off the off of the hunter's uh, expense list and uh, kind of can ease you into it. That if you did it and that was your bucket list, you know you're not out a whole bunch of money and gear that you may not ever use again. Um, but if you are truly wanting to do it, do it yourself or you're right. It's grown a bunch. I think social media has a huge in, has had a huge impact on that mm-hmm. of, of the experience that people have and they want to they want to uh, partake in it. But um, there is a lot of work that needs to go into it so that you can have as good of an experience as possible, whether you kill or not. Yeah, absolutely. And as you mentioned, you know, there's drop camps, you know, you got landowners, sometimes you can pay a trespass fee or they have landowner tags, all the different things like that. But, uh, you know, while we're just talking about the outfitters, I want to touch on something we were uh, just speaking of before we came on today uh, about outfitters. And uh, I mean, there's a there's a ton of good ones out there, but we have all heard the stories where the not so good ones. Uh, Kevin Flesh, an attorney that's uh, partner with us on our show, he just told me about a case today that he's working on where, you know, a guy had all this material about a certain unit in Colorado, guys from Indiana, sent in money, they got here, and he took them to a totally different place. He said, oh, well, I lost that lease, so now we're going to be hunting here. So now none of the stuff that they had thought they were going to be doing had uh, he didn't have the sleeping quarters anymore. They had to do a hotel in town and all, all the different things. But So just what are some quick tips? And we'll kind of get back on our topic after the break here. But what are just some quick tips about, you know, outfitters and things like that? Because, I mean, man, you send a lot of money and sometimes blindly um, to, uh-huh. to people and all that. So uh, what's just a few thoughts on choosing that right outfitter? Obviously, you want to reach out either email, phone call would be better so you can sort of get a sense of somebody's attitude on the phone, um, chat with them about really what the hunter should expect as far as, you know, animal encounters, numbers of animals, certainly previous success rates, especially whether it's archery or rifle, what they specialize in. You know, I've gone with, uh, uh, I went on an archery uh, Roosevelt, Roosevelt elk hunt one time in Oregon, and they, it was archery, but they they were much better at rifle hunting, and so they made it work, but it wasn't the experience. So I think finding out what they're really good at and what their uh, sort of specialty is. And then ask for a list of references, and, of course, they're easily going to give you a list of references of people who've been successful and been with them maybe for several years. Mm-hmm. I think it would be important to ask for a list of people who were unsuccessful or maybe went once and didn't return and get those numbers of some people and ask them, you know, even though you weren't, you weren't successful, you know, what was the experience like? Did you run into animals? Was it a good experience? Was the guide, you know, was everything that was promised delivered? And, uh, you know, why didn't you go back if you went? Was it a bad experience or was it just your bucket list hunt that you went on once and were happy? And I think a good outfitter will give you those names um, because they're confident in what they're doing and it just didn't work out for that person for whatever reason. Right, and um, and I believe Outfitters, they're listed with DORA, Department of Regulatory Agencies as well, so you can check out there. But, you know, just really check out with people, like you said, because you know what? Anybody can put anything on a website. They can put pictures of anything on websites. And so being able to talk with people personally, uh, again, and like you said, man, talking to people that weren't successful, if they say, hey, you know what, this is a great hunt, and they worked their tail off, it just didn't, you know, I just didn't take a shot when I could have, or I just wasn't ready, then there's a lot of difference there than there being, like, no game. I had, real quick before our break, I had some guys 
went to Texas, I told them about our place, Lone Star Hunts, a hog hunting place out of Wichita Falls. And, um, and it was, you know, 9.50 for the two days with all the meals. And when this guy found a place for 12.50, but unlimited hogs, and our place uh, does five hogs a hunter, 10 guys went down near San Antonio, spent $1,250 a piece, and 10 guys saw two hogs. Now, yeah. which one was more expensive? <laughs> Absolutely. And, you, you know, do your do your due diligence. I was on a – actually, somebody told me about it. He was on a website for an outfitter or a booking agent for an outfitter in eastern Colorado promoting pronghorn hunts. There was a picture of me with a pronghorn that was on that. his website. Yep. I had never been on that hunt. I didn't know who this outfitter was. I reached out to him, and they immediately took it down and, did you know, took it off. Uh, that was from a, a picture from a New Mexico hunt. So – I just think spend some time. A good outfitter will spend the time with you on the phone, give you all the information you need. And sometimes, you know, you always have other questions. Call with a follow-up phone call. Ask those questions. And, and I think a good guy will, will spend the time with you and give you the information you need. Sure, absolutely. Willie Schmidt is our guest. You're listening to Sportsman of Colorado. When we come back... Again, we're going to focus on this do-it-yourself hunt, um, get some more tips from Willie. You know, hey, what are you going to be hunting? Uh, as Willie mentioned, and, boy, I think it's key, what's your ability? Do you know the landscape you're going to be hunting? Are you going to be able to do a lot of walking or more of just, you know, blind hunting, whatever the case may be, uh, getting the proper tags? Um, you know, if you're on some public land, then what map systems are out there that may be good for you to keep you on uh, legal that way as well. So when we come back, we'll talk more about that right after this. If you're looking for great deals on outdoor equipment and clothing, we've got you covered. Hi, this is Bill Paddock, owner of the Outdoorsman's Attic, your outdoor gear consignment headquarters. You'll save 20, 30, 40, even 50% on previously owned outdoor gear for the fisherman, hunter, and camper. We also sell live bait, firearms, and ammo. If you're doing a little spring cleaning, bring in your gear to the Outdoorsman's Attic. We'll sell it for you and put cash in your pocket. You can also pick up your hunting and fishing licenses right here at the store. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor gear needs is the Outdoorsman's Attic, located at 2650 West Hampton Avenue in Sheridan, Colorado. 303-781-3626. That's 303-781-3626. Or visit us online at outdoorsmansattic.com. Mention Sportsman's of Colorado and receive 20% off all your outdoor clothing. I was out on my motorcycle, and a car came out of nowhere and hit me, and I was hurt bad. My life was instantly turned upside down. I can't go to work. My bike was totaled. I had some savings, but that's all gone. And on top of all that, the person who hit me didn't have any insurance at all. I just don't know what to do. After you've been in a motorcycle accident, call Kevin Flesh at Flesh Law. He will answer all of your questions. Kevin Flesh will help you determine if you are entitled to compensation for your pain and suffering. And he has the experience and the knowledge to navigate the complicated maze created by the insurance company designed to minimize your claim. Call Kevin Flesh of Flesh Law at 303-806-8886 to find out how he can help you to get the compensation that you deserve. That's Kevin Flesh, 303 303- 803-806-8886. Call now and get back on the road. Hi, this is Scott Watley. Let me tell you what I love about Stack Optical. They are truly one of the last optician-owned, family-owned optical stores. 
At Stack Optical, you can be confident you'll receive personal attention. For over 50 years, Alan Stack has shown he really cares about making his customers happy. Stack Optical also has a beautiful new location at 2233 South Monaco Parkway in Denver. Free and easy up-close parking. Stack Optical has an on-site eyeglass production lab. Whether you need office eyewear or a new set of shooting or golf glasses, Stack Optical has the solution with the Stack Sport Pack. Give them a call today and ask for their $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. That's 303-321-1578. Your eyes and vision are one of the most important things in life. I'm confident at Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. That's 303-321-1578, stackoptical.com. Ladies, I know you're tired of walking into the local gun store and seeing the same old thing. So let me tell you about Rampart Firearms. Just a quarter mile up Highway 67 off of Santa Fe and Sedalia, you will find a great selection of guns, ammo, tactical, and personal defense weapons. And if you or your spouse love to hunt, Rampart Firearms is a great stop for all of your hunting needs. Shotguns, rifles, pistols, anything from predator hunting to your next big game trip. Head to Rampart Firearms at the foot of the Rockies. Open six days a week, Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And you will only pay a 4% tax on your purchase. RampartFirearms.com, 720-468-0050. That's 720-468-0050. Rush to Reason with John Rush. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on KLZ 560. Welcome back to Sportsman of Colorado. If you're just joining us, my name is Scott Watley. Willie Schmidt is our guest today. Willie's a personal good friend as well as been a good friend of our shows and show and uh, really gave me, uh, you know, a lot of support and help and things when we started Sportsman of Colorado back in January of 2013. And uh, it's hard to believe it's been that long for us as well. But uh, talking about... Do-it-yourself hunts here with Willie, and uh, Willie wrote a great article. By the way, follow him on Facebook, Pure Hunting. Uh, you can also check out the website, purehunting.com. He's got a lot of great information there. You can check out a lot of episodes about uh, previous seasons, and uh, he also has a store there, a lot of cool shirts, hats, and uh, DVDs, and a lot of cool things there. So we'll touch on that before we get out of here today. But, you know, your number one point on this do-it-yourself stuff, Willie, you said research, research research uh break that down for us a little bit well there's a lot of information out there and i i mentioned a couple of resources that are there some are subscription-based some aren't uh obviously there's some that are totally free google earth you know find a spot that you think might be good after you found out that that unit's available to you for your tag or for an over-the-counter area and just kind of focus and see i mean do you want a car camp and, and hunt from your 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 car camp and you know, what terrain is available right out of there. Do you want to go back into the backcountry and spend, you know, three, four, seven days back there on your own living off your backpack? See what the terrain is. Um, there's research available, you know, through most of the state agencies, Colorado Parks and Wildlife, uh, and now's a good time to be calling them. Don't try to call and get information in September because <laughs> they won't be in the office and will be harried and probably can't give you the time uh, to talk with them. But most of them are really willing to to help you out they they're not going to tell you where the elk are which basin but you know they'll be able to to direct you you know that yeah there's good numbers in there the winter kill wasn't too bad um what the survival rate's been um you know fawn and calf um 
birth rates and success and that type of thing. And then from there, you know, what, what do you need? There's a lot of good resources out there, a lot of good blogs, uh, depending on what species you're going to look for. Um, uh, you know, where do you, where do you find them? What are the animals habits? Mm-hmm. If you have never hunted elk before, um, you know, everything from high alpine, subalpine, even above tree line sort of thing. Right. Um, you know, there's just, you can learn a lot from the maps and then find out where the public and private is. There's some great concentrations of elk and deer and maybe a great unit, but maybe there's a huge patchwork of public versus private and, uh, you know, know where your boundaries are. And, you know, Onyx maps and DIY maps have all of those available. There's apps on your phone. You don't even need to have cell service. You can, you know, download the maps to your phone and with your GPS turned on, you'll know exactly where you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and then really your gear list and, and just being in the best shape that you can be in. Uh, like I said in the first segment, you know, you you hate to ruin, if you've got a seven-day hunt, you hate to, to spend the first couple of days acclimating and feeling like you're getting your mountain legs in, in front of you. Um, even when you're in good shape, it's still going to take a little bit of time to try to lower that uh, that learning curve and, and your body getting in shape and, and get to hunting right away rather than spending that time acclimating. Yep. I've heard of people who just kind of poo-poo that idea and don't think it's going to affect them, and they're not even really able to go on the hunt. They experience some altitude sickness, don't feel well, and just kind of have to abandon the hunt. And that's the last thing you want to do once you've spent the money on the tag and some gear and fuel to get out here and you know take time off of work. You don't want to spend it in bed or driving back home and mowing the grass for the next couple of days. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, and you mentioned a checklist, and um, I have to say, my wife has always done this whenever we go somewhere and make stuff. And uh, I was going uh, somewhere a few months ago, and she's like, do you have this? Do you have this? And I'm like, look, I've lived a long time. I know how to pack. And I got somewhere, dude, I didn't have socks. I didn't have <laughs> – and so you do – I mean, and I don't know, and I, I won't embarrass you. I mean, Red and I, we went uh, over on the Western Slope several years back. We got up set up a camp. Dude, neither one of us had a match to our name. I mean, we looked at each other, got ready to light a stove, and he's like, do you got a match? And I'm like, oh, man. And luckily I had a road flare uh, in a bag in the back of my truck there. But a checklist is really important, isn't it? It really is. And, you know, I keep one, and actually I keep two. One's more for sort of a car camping if we're going to be based out of a, a truck. Um, you can take a lot more gear, of course, than you can if you're doing a backpack bivy hunt. And, and I alter it every year. You know, new gear, new things come out. Um, maybe some things over a year or two I realized I never have needed. It was kind of a nice thing maybe to have, but I just eliminate it from the list. And if you're going with a buddy, you know, compare your list. I mean, all of your personal sure. clothing and hunting gear and, and toiletries and stuff, yeah, you'll you'll take care of that. But, you know, you certainly don't need two of many things when you go on a hunt, but you certainly don't want to have none of something that's important, <laughs> like a match or something. So, right. you know, I'll, I'll, like when Chris and I go on a hunt, we'll, we'll share the hunt and, and check it off, and I'll put Chris is bringing this and I'm bringing that. And so just as I'm laying stuff out before I load it in the truck, I'm double-checking it to make sure I've got it. And there's been times where we've got to stop on the way going somewhere because even the best laid plans, <laughs> you just screw up, you get excited, you think you packed it and realize you didn't, and, and that's the time to find out rather than when you are uh, setting up camp like you and Red did. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. 
Well, you know, archery uh, is something that um, I was actually uh, went over to Fields at No Limits recently and shot a little bit because, man, I'm trying to get into that mindset because uh, you, Trevin, and uh, Phil, and all the guys, Santino, all the guys, and just, you know, make this sound such an adventure and just getting away from the rifle a little bit, although that's, uh, you know, what we all love to do as well. But I had a guy ask me this in Montana, and he just said, here's why he said, I don't want, I want to do archery. He goes, what if I, you know, fell on my bow? What if I did something my bow? And, I mean, I don't carry an extra bow, or maybe you're way already, um, you know, thousands of feet away from your base camp or miles or several miles from the base camp. So uh, before we get into just some things with archery, what do you do, what, do you carry extra things for your bow in case it got damaged in some way? I do. I, you know, I, I'm the first to admit I'm not the biggest bow tuner, and thank God there's no limits on guys like that to, to help you out. But I do carry a small bow press and a couple of, you know, an Allen wrench and a couple of other things. I mean, even if nothing significant happens, like you cut your string, um, Allen wrenches, you know, the little screws can come loose and that type of thing. So I do carry a little kit. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes, I mean, it can happen with a rifle, too. Um, something can happen to where you, you've got to go back and, and get it fixed. It, I think it's less so with a, with a rifle than it is with a bow. But I do carry a small bow press. I don't carry a backup string. I know the uh, other guys do, and they're able to change that out and be able to spend a little time shooting, making sure it's back on and whatnot. But I think there's a few things that you really ought to you know, carry, some bow wax, uh, an Allen wrench, a backup string would really be a good idea. Um, a couple extra broadheads. I always take a judo point just to, you know, plink around in the field, make sure it's on, and always get that first shot or two of the day, and sure. shoot periodically throughout the day. But um, if something really bad happens, then I'm coming back out and, and going to a bow shop. Yep, absolutely. So but they make some really good little portable that aren't too heavy and don't take up too much space that, you know, can attach to uh, both both limbs and and uh, you can tighten it up and give you some slack so you can do some things to your bow in the field right you know and then we always get into the equipment and i'm going to get you back on here in just a few weeks um you know to kind of go through some of the archery things but uh and i know you certainly have some sponsors and all but i also know you well enough to know you're not going to sponsor be a sponsor with something that uh, you don't believe 100 percent in so um talking about maybe arrows a little bit broad edge a little bit just some thoughts on that of what you've uh, found that you're liking right now real well. Yeah, and it's, it is it is for what I do, you know, sponsor-driven, but I I won't use something or accept money from somebody if I haven't used it and don't have confidence in it. So I've, I've had really good luck last four or five years with Hoyt, um, you know, and I always steer people that way, but every, every bow manufacturer has a, you know, maybe it's a smoother draw, maybe it's a little faster draw, maybe it's a little bit longer draw, you know, um, uh, make it a little smoother, what type of thing. So, so if somebody's looking to get into it, go to an archery shop, try several of the brands, and, and pick the one that's best for you. Um, I, I use Spot Hog Archery Sites, and, and they've always been, their tagline's always, you know, bulletproof, and it really is. I mean, I have not had any breakage, any screws coming loose. I mean, when I go into the field and I come out, it's in the same condition it was in. Um, broadhead. You look through a Cabela's catalog, and somebody just getting into it would be lost. You know, do you want a fixed blade? Do you want an expandable? And that's a huge debate in and of itself. But I've really come, and I've been using it since 2006, so coming up on 13 years now, um, 
Grim Reaper broadheads. I do shoot an expandable. There, I think, is now just one state that doesn't allow that. So another thing, going back to research, I mean, make make sure that what you your setup is legal in that state. You know, yeah. lighted knocks now are just about legal everywhere with the exception of a state or two. Expandable broadheads are legal except for a state or two. But uh, they fly great. Um, the ones that I use don't have a, an O-ring or a rubber band or anything that can get lost and cause it to screw up in mid-flight. And uh, I've just had great success. I mean, I've even shot at uh, some semi-quartering elk, and it doesn't deflect, and I've had really good success with that. Right, right. And, uh, again, No Limits Archery, great place to go. And, uh, boy, if you uh, really want to get the help that you need there, uh, Phil and his guys there would do a great job and have a lot of different classes on things. So if you're just getting started or you're really already um, an experienced archery hunter, I promise you uh, that's a great shop to check out. So let's talk a little bit. And, uh, again, I'm going to save some of this stuff for a few weeks here when we get you back on. But um, let's talk a little bit about um, pure hunting and uh, – you know, uh, kind of maybe give us a quick recap of last year, some of the adventures, and then what we're look forward to here in Season 7. You bet. It was a really fun fall for me. I think uh, anybody who's hunted very long has ebbs and flows in their season. Two years ago was, was a tough year. Um, struggled uh, struggled in the field, and last year was the opposite. I had uh, a couple of really good archery elk hunts, uh, Montana and Utah. The Utah hunt was really a, a fun story i'm looking forward to telling it and, and by the way it's, I, I did do my first ever full draw film tour short film based on that hunt oh, wow. but the cool thing about that is i won the tag at the western hunting expo so just a raffle put in for many many different tags and units and, and won the south cash unit archery elk hunt um, as a non-resident went there and killed a, a great bull. Chris and I went there and, and filmed it and had a phenomenal time. Um, just the whole storyline with winning the tag and meeting some great guys who helped out who knew the unit were from Utah. Just And that's one thing about our community that's so great, sure. especially in those limited areas. There are people really wanting to help to be a part of it and uh, see you be successful and, and just help with the knowledge that they have uh, to help you, you know, be as successful as you can in the field. Um, I had a great Colorado mule deer hunt during second season, so we've got an episode of that. Uh, Chris has a, a sort of a two-year cap on a eastern Colorado whitetail hunt, going back to the year before where he was unsuccessful, missed a couple, and got it done last year. Um, I had kind of have an annual hog and predator hunt down in Texas with a good friend of mine I've gotten to know through the industry, and so that's in there, and, and Chris uh, killed his first mountain lion this year over on the western slope. So we've got that in there, and there's a couple of other hunts I did. I actually, looking at my list, went to Alaska this last year and killed my first moose. So yeah, that was awesome. It's really wow. a, a, a fun, fun season, a lot of good success and some great adventures, gorgeous scenery, and some neat people. Absolutely, absolutely. So 2018 year starts uh july i mean july 18th here is season seven so uh what are some of the things we can look forward to there well we're you know we uh we kind of do a different schedule typically in 26 weeks of airing you know most people have 13 episodes air them all and then re-air them in the fourth quarter we sort of mix things up so we've got some fresh content into the fourth quarter gotcha but the first three episodes are chris's saskatchewan black bear hunt and People really want to turn into tune into that. Yes, it's, it's hunting over bait, but he's sitting on the ground 
um, with these bears, and he's got bears coming up. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. No, I tell uh, you, <laughs> within one yard, I think his backpack. Right. And uh, these bears just don't see a whole lot of people, and the footage and the encounters are phenomenal. Um, I've got a Hawaiian axis deer hunt that's uh, the second episode, and then the Colorado mule, mule deer hunt will be the third one. And then we'll kind of re-air those a couple times, and then we get into uh, some whitetail, the Utah elk hunt, Texas hog and coyote, and then uh, we roll into uh, sort of the, heat of, the meat of it, if you will, with uh, Montana elk, Alaskan moose, and the mountain lion. Wow. Yeah, I saw him. We did a banquet the other day together with uh, outdoor buddies, and, uh, yeah, he was telling me a lot about that. So, uh, yeah, it'll be a great, great season. Follow Pure Hunting on Facebook. Also, check out the website, purehunting.com. And, again, check out the store there. Willie's got a lot of uh, cool products there for some apparel, uh, hats and shirts, also some DVDs as well. And uh, as we get closer, we will keep promoting here Season 7 uh, starting out July 18th. So, Willie, hey, man, I know you're busy. Thank you for taking a few minutes with us today, and uh, we'll get back together here and get you back on in a few weeks and really delve into this archery thing a little bit more and uh, get everybody ready here for the archery season. That sounds great. I always spend, love spending time talking hunting with you, Scott, and this weekend uh, talking about no limits in archery and the fitness side of things. Phil's got the first alpha bow hunting challenge. It's really a fun uh, Fun little competition, yep. uh, not as, say, hardcore as trained to hunt, but a great group of people going and and uh, just kind of test your little bit of your physical skills and your archery uh, um, prowess, if you will, and just some great people over at the shop, and that's this Saturday and Sunday. So yeah. if anybody kind of wants to get uh, introduced to the no archery and, and some of the, uh, the fitness competition side that goes along with it and just meet them from the archery standpoint, they're a great shop try to support them as much as possible so anybody along the front range uh, has a gap in their schedule can go and, and just watch, see if it's something you might want to do because there's three more coming up throughout the summer. Absolutely. Well, Willie, thanks a lot, and uh, we appreciate you being with us, man, and I'll stay in touch. That sounds great, Scott. I appreciate it. All right. That's Willie Schmidt with Pure Hunting. Check it out, purehunting.com. Thank you for joining us today for Sportsman of Colorado. We want to thank all of our guests. Hope everyone has a great weekend. Remember, Sundays, 9 a.m. and 4 p.m., you can catch a replay here of our live Saturday show. So thank you for being with us. Have a safe weekend. We'll talk to you next week. expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country Station.